Welcome to the start of your journey today with us at Zengility. I'm Ben, this is Paul. Hi. Um, we're here today to offer you some guidance, a steer, to help you calculate a decision going forward. If you feel you've got anything from today, we'd really love you to donate to Action for Children. And just to give you a few stats on that, do you realise a child goes into care every 17 minutes in the UK alone? So we'll give you the URL at the end, uh, but if you want it now, it's actionforchildren.org.uk slash Zengility. So if you feel you've got anything from that today. But I want to take you back to 2019, where the world was a very, very different place. However, we had a mission, and our mission was to liberate the world from work. Now that mission and that vision came from Paul. And I'd like to introduce you to Paul, who's the co-founder of Zengility, entrepreneur and visionary behind Zengility. Paul, do you want to walk us through while the world of work is changing as we start now? Absolutely. Right. So the journey started for me personally. Um, firstly, 21 years ago, almost precisely. And that was off the back of the dot-com industry collapsing. Um, there'd been a massive drive of investment in 1995 to around about 2001. And the market had got overinflated, and long, long story short, it had collapsed. So why am I saying that? Well, bottom line is I was a practicing headhunter and owned an executive search practice, pr primarily bringing US organizations into the UK European market and helping them structure and set up. Anyway, on the back of that, I went to an awful lot of forums, venture capital forums in the US, in Silicon Valley, etc., as an example, and learned an awful lot about the impact of what technology was going to do in the future, back in the day. This was when Amazon was setting out and Google on that journey. Who were they with these crazy evaluations at the time? Anyway, what I'm really trying to say there is everything you're going to learn today is coming from ground up, profound insight and operational experience. We haven't just sat and read a book. I'm just going to sort of deliver a few key messages. We want you to learn something today that's going to help you rethink your next decade of your professional career. So I just want to sort of highlight that. So from a personal perspective, I'm coming at it as a practicing headhunter and a coach consultant working with organizations, both corporations and early stage scale-ups, basically founder-led, predominantly British SME businesses. And right now, there is a huge talent war going on. There is a lot of people out there, but there's a shortage of talent. And one of the reasons why we're here today is to help give you some insights and a stimulus to potentially make a considered decision over the next period of your professional career to maybe change the way you deliver your value into the next generation of work. And basically, it's going to become a very, very different world over the next 10 years, as we all know, in our individual environments that we're in right now, but equally life's changing and it's changing very, very fast. So subject matter today hopefully is going to be deep and meaningful and we're actually going to really hopefully help you and support you totally on a journey to make a significant decision with your professional career. So you just touched on a couple of points there, Paul. So if mm. we'd start thinking about your personal asset value and the individual's personal asset value, they've obviously been in the corporation or perhaps been in the corporation for 20 plus years. 
Do you want to give us a bit of background and insight into perhaps what uh, the job title or status anxiety has done for people and, and how, if when they come to step out, they need to perhaps rethink the way they're thinking sure. about themselves? Sure. I, I think today we've got an audience of leaders, vice presidents, CEOs, directors of organisations. You've got the answer. All I'm doing today is making you aware that you've got the answer. Long story short, as we all know, over the last couple of decades, it's been a high-paced uh, training economy. Uh, you obviously running uh, your professional career in a uh, corporation. And bottom line is, it's time for change. And we all know that. We've got to basically start to adapt and actually make better of who we are and what we are. The corporation has served us and it serves us incredibly well. However, going forward, I think that we are need now to actually start to create uh, better working environments, um, basically for uh, the future generations that are coming. So one of the things that I, I would like to highlight today, there is nothing wrong with the environment you have been in, past tense. Going forward, I think we need to change. So let me just sort of give you some examples. Right now, obviously, we're all experiencing um, uh, many changes going on economically, many changes, I mean, basically what's happened this week, etc. That's going to have a net impact on how we're actually all going to um, live our lives and how we're actually going to really structure the, the next generation of, 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 of work world. But the nub of the issue is this. If I can just start by using this term um, to actually create some sort of uh, some dialogue and maybe some questions today. The next generation of leadership need to be wealth creators. W-H-E-A-L-T-H. -E we need to create environments that are sustainable, but very healthy environments. So one of the big challenges I think we have right now is we need to stand tall, be more authentic in the world that we're in and offer um, a, a, a work world that is far healthier than what it is today. So that's one thing. I think working in a corporation and you're working for multiple stakeholders and particularly stock markets, you know, serving the spreadsheet has to actually be done in a better way. So one of the reasons why we are doing what we're doing is we are here to liberate the world from work from the way it's practiced today. So wealth creation, which is all around People first, process, numbers, and profit second. That's the first message. And that's what we're seeing as a common trend with clients we're working with right now from Times Top 250 businesses who are coming our side saying, actually, do you know what? I want to distribute my skills and my ability and my value in a different way. So what am I really trying to say? Right now, we're on the precipice of the corporate executive, firstly, taking an eye for the future and saying, I want to make a significant difference. So what does that mean? A lot of executives right now are challenged in their current environments because they are looking for more fulfillment, a sense of completion. That word completion is now um, subsidizing the word retirement. People don't want to retire, okay? That's a sort of uh, a, a false dawn. So a lot of executives now are considering how do I basically make a difference in the world, look to actually drive more purpose, more meaning, um, and a sense of personal completion, i.e. fulfillment, by stepping away from the corporation or stepping away to go back in um, to actually make significant changes. 
That all lends itself to a constitution of fundamentally a portfolio, maybe offering my skills in multiple environments to make significant change. So lots and lots of things to in, in um, internalize there. But the bottom line is there is a big talent war and your skills, your asset value are required multiple. Yeah, we call it perform to value, not time. So these are the sort of things that we just want to sort of share and highlight. So nothing wrong with where we are, but is it right? No, we've got to make change. We've got to create healthier, wealthier environments. Yeah, and we don't need to go down the rabbit hole of um, mental illness or anything like it. But we have manufactured that as leaders, right? We have manufactured that environment. It's time for change. So the way to do that is actually to rethink how we deploy our professional skills and ability in a more wholesome way. So that's the whole engine behind why we exist and what we're offering executives to build portfolio, what we classify as lifestyle careers. And the reason why lifestyle is important, because it is everything, right? Work is life, life is work. Is it life work? Is it work life? But it's now time, going back to mm. my prophecy, technology is going to allow us to make all these changes. Yeah? So with that in mind, let's push on. Yeah, no, that's great. And it actually brings us neatly back. Um, if you do have any questions, please feel free to drop them in the chat and we will answer them as we go and we'll answer them as quickly as we can. Um, and it was the first question that started uh, getting me thinking about, about questions, but it was in and around, Paul, you touched on fulfillment before and people's feeling mm. of fulfillment. Why do you feel that that notion of fulfillment has perhaps disappeared for a number of people? Why, why has that come away? Is it something to do with uh, individuals not getting that reward or re recognition where they're at at the moment? I think it's a combination of factors. I think we're over-processed in many companies. Being candid with you, the, the system and the processes that have served us incredibly well need to change. Yeah, it's the evolution of the human. So the bottom line is we're actually, you know, we're working too long, we're working too hard. My prophecy is this, and I'm not the first to say this, it's been publicized internationally. We need to work less. And what I mean by that is we have to reduce the time that we're spending in um, what I would call an enslaved situation. We shouldn't be doing it anyway, we should be purpose driven. Uh, from a uh, from a for what we express as value to start with. So my prophecy is it'll be a three-day, ten-month-a-year work world, and if you think about it logically, the more rest, the more sort of preparation you can put into your life, the more effective you become anyway. So the long-haul warriors that are running corporations right now are fed up with it. They're actually tired of schlepping the boards five days a week, almost 18 hours a day. If you're in charge of an organization of a VP or, or a chief executive or a director, you know for a fact that it's consuming. It consumes you wholly. And financially, it can, it can recognize you incredibly well. However, that is now fast becoming an antidepressant. The money is fantastic. But fundamentally, my life has been taken hostage. So where we are right now, we have the ego, which has fundamentally led the dance for the last sort of God knows how long, 20, 30 years. Now we've got this sort of sensing going on that says something saying inside of me, I want to make change. I want to do things in a different way and a better way. In comes what we're talking about. So therefore, people are looking for more purpose, more meaning, and fundamentally want to be recognized in a different way. It's not all about the cash, okay? And this is one of the big things that 
um, obviously we've, we're, we're actually experiencing right now. And people are also thinking, well, I want to be able to offer my skills basically on demand in a different way, hence the portfolio, which yeah. is what we're going to come on to a little bit later. Yeah, and the on-demand piece is really interesting because since the conversation around the great resignation has kicked off, and uh, I mean, you only have to Google it, it's all over the place, and someone shared a, an article with us uh, only yesterday from Raconteur, and it was all around why these individuals are moving and what opportunities are out there. And it'd be fair to say at the moment, there is a, um, I think you call it spawning like jellyfish, these organizations. Right. So, and, and actually, yeah. we talked on yeah. the car on the way yeah. over, didn't we, about a talent war. Yeah. Is it a talent yeah. war or is it actually? No, no, no. The, the, long story short, uh, the, yes, there's a talent war. That's what it's being turned. There is a lot of people out there, but there's a shortage of talent. Let's get the facts right. There are a lot of people, but as hiring managers who are listening to this today or chief execs or VPs running business, you know for a fact that there are there's always been challenges identifying core talent. However, let's get down to the, the realities of this, this, um, this thought shop and webinar today. There is a huge need in the market for senior people to actually offer their intelligence, their guidance, their mentorship and their leadership in the new world. And that's what we're representing. We're cultivating relationships with investors and environments in a number of key sectors right now that are high growth and have high need for executives, not necessarily to work full time, right? So the word full time is going to go out of fashion in the, in the work world over the next decade. So the new vogue is if you're still working full time, you've got something wrong. We call it perform to value economy where execs are actually offering their skills on demand in new ways. We call it VP on demand at one end of the continuum. So what does that actually actually mean? What it means is that, and this is where we, we have come in, is basically we're facilitating a significant shift and transformation for executives to come out of their current environment and transition into building a brand called you, which is all about you, basically your signature brand in your experience, which is categorized about your being original, unique and remarkable, meaning it's a step up from what you've maybe been conditioned to. And I'm going to touch on this because the CV is now a fossil. Yeah, it says nothing much about you other than your job title, your, your relevant experience. But what does it really say about you? So that's what's coming. So all of this sort of um, Engineering that's needing to reshape and recultivate the new world of work is going to take a new shape. So CVs are the thing of the past. It's all about building a signature brand as an individual, as an exec, and it's all about fundamentally then marketing that brand in a community and an ecosystem where you're actually going to create multiple opportunity in a portfolio lifestyle model. So that's going to give you the options to basically work three days a week, 10 months of the year. This has got nothing to do with money, guys. Your value's there, so you're going to be recognized for it. But it's basically the wisdom that's what's required in the new world, because what we have is a lot of millennial leaders that have been well-funded by lots of great investors. And what's necessary now is the timeline between actually pioneering their technologies or their, their, their solutions in set sectors is going to need lots and lots of wise guidance from the, pardon the language, the old world as we transition into the new world. So there lies an opportunity to cultivate a new professional work life and make it sustainable.
Yeah, and we've got three questions in actually, Paul. So I'm going to I'm going to start with Ian's question, which is, I'm interested in how you define people's personal asset value. That's a great question. So often, what we have in the corporate world, and I don't mean this in an unkind way, so please um, take this with uh, the right spirit, is we're often in in the world we're in and serving or subserving. Um, basically paid to be positive and there's that big synthetic view of an individual as an example so your job title reflects certain things but actually doesn't really you know get into the guts of your specialism and the reason I'm mentioning this is because a lot of people have been operating in roles that are defined and boxed with job titles and in reality there is an awful lot more value that is never ever expressed in the total way. So it's quite limiting because of the hierarchies that we have structured over the last number of decades. So what I really mean by that is often what you have is what we call a dormant asset value, which is a sort of like redundant skill. Skills that you have but are failing to express in your current environment because of limitations. The classic is I've been looking for promotion for the last three years because I know I can do John's job, but it's never going to happen, okay? But you end up getting boxed in for all the reasons. However, there's another dynamic to this. Um, and the other dynamic is this. There's often a lot of skills in individuals, and this is something we've experienced, particularly I run a professional clinic where I'm working with senior execs, board-level executives, and we have a very hearty conversation about their that what they want to do. So my, my, um, the language I often use is, your purpose is my purpose. Now, when you are um, coming away from the world that you're in, there'll be a huge proportion of skills and ability that you may want to lay to rest and not use again, but there'll be a lot of things that you want to bring to life and actually start to lead out on in a, in a different guise. So when we actually assess somebody's personal asset value, it's, it's one, it's in, in, to the individual. And fundamentally, I know, it's a bit like you know, paying yourself a true visit, where does your real skill lay? And why that's important is because that needs to be married against purpose. Why? I use this language a lot. The future of work isn't work. When we become purpose-driven and we gravitate towards things that we really want to do, we excel. I think the common word is we flow, okay? So when you're assessing your true asset value, all of these things come into the equation. And often I also find that you can work with people, uh, particularly through the experiences we put people through, where they don't want to do what they're doing anymore. They want to transition completely into a whole different sphere of influence. And, um, but in essence, it's down to the individual. That's excellent. It comes down to the individual. You're going to love the next question. Okay, Cher uh, Gilles, I hope I've uh, pronounced that right. Do you think executives can become wealth creators where we could be at a time where we could actually be at the start of the 1929 super style bubble that, that appeared? So I think he's, he's basically saying, do you think executives could become the wealth creators? going forward? Wealth creation in my world is WH. We've talked about that, right? Yep. So it's all about people first. That's we all look at the end of the day, everybody that's listening to this, they know what to fix, 
right? They need to create space within their lives, their professional careers, to make the shift. That's why we exist. Often people say, why does Angelity exist? Well, I'll tell you why we exist is because we create a space for you to come and communicate with us, and then we repackage your whole career to retransmit your skill and ability. Wealth creation is on trend for the next two or three decades. There's no two ways about it. Over the next 10 years, as, the, as, as digital transformation really takes an impact, yeah, we are going to be performing to value. We haven't got time anymore for mediocrity. One of the reasons why we've manufactured ill health in the workplace is because we've let it go too far. We're working too long, too hard, we're burning out, and the bottom line is it's time, for, time to make significant change. Everybody listening to this today, they know what to do, and wealth creators are the ones that will actually engineer business environments, whether that's advisory or professionally leading new world dynamics to attract and, and look after people on this journey because at the end of the day, we're precious. Yeah. So we're on that tipping point right now and it starts now. The other message I will really want to get across here, this ain't going away. Yeah, if you think this is a fad, forget it because it's coming loud and clear. Yeah, we prophesy, I prophesied this 21 years ago and three years ago I did something about it. So this is not me reading a book, I've actually Headhunted, I've basically consulted and I've been in the trenches working with environments, so I'm coming at it from source intelligence. And one of the big things I used to do, I still do, I actually assess businesses and uh, it's due diligence, not necessarily on the metrics, but on the people. And what I was always interested in was never about what you were telling me, but what you weren't telling me. And we all know that, you know, we'd been taken hostage in an environment that was subserving. And bottom line is, Nothing wrong with it, not, nothing ever really right with it. So what we're really trying to say is it's time now for big change. And the quickest and best way we can do that is perform to value, not time. So we all should be working less, but more impactful, with more meaning and more purpose in a better way. And it's a big test of your skills. Yeah, and I think Darren's uh, dropped a note. I, I feel like uh, we need to mention him as well. He said, I've taken the plunge and I'm ready for the next step. How can you help me? And I guess we look at everybody as individuals, yeah. they're humans at the end of the day, their DNA, fingerprint, they're yeah. all unique, aren't they? So yeah. really, it's step forward, get in touch and get we'll in have touch. a conversation. We run a professional clinic, which is a bite size, um, Darren, to basically just give you a taste of the experience. And then we move into various models and modules going forward. Our objective is fundamentally, my mission is to change the world of work 100% as it sits today. Yeah, that is what I'm going to stand for for the next 10 years. So you're going to hear a lot about me because this is it. I'm at the tipping point. It's like all of you sat here right now. You've got a lot to offer over the next 10, 20, 30 years of your career if you get it right. In fact, that word's going, career. Because the bottom line is, Ben and I were talking the other day about a lot of businesses now suffering significantly at attracting talent for various reasons. And remember, there's lots of people, but have you got the talent? And I think the recruitment process as it sits today doesn't really support um, the world we're really moving into. I think it's still too stereotyped on CVs with limited meaning. Most people have survived, yeah? If we look at sales as a good example, and I've specialized in sales and marketing uh, for over 20 years, most sales guys plan to survive. They never plan to win. And there's a number of factors to that. That's all changing. Yeah, sales is actually going out of business. It's not a profession anymore as it was. Yeah, if you're having to sell, you're having to convince. There's a trust issue. 
the world is moving from fear, fight and competition and get used to it to collaboration, which is all about truth, trust and collaboration and co-creation. Businesses today need to partner. We need to come together. We need to become more humanistic about how we how we do things. And who's behind all of this? Well, you are. Right. Because the bottom line is one of the reasons why we're sat here today talking about running a portfolio business, because the mission for us is we want to shift the dynamic of how we actually administer our professional skills. So, Darren, let's book a call and let's talk about it. Yep. Uh, next question from Alan. So thanks for your question, Alan. What are your thoughts on timescales for this model transitioning into the mainstream? I'm assuming Alan's talking about the Zengility model. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we, Paul and I have had some real deep discussions about this uh, over the actually the last couple of weeks. And one of the things that we've we've realised is um, we we can't really be compared to anybody, and that's because of the service we offer being really humanistic. Paul touched before on the recruitment process not being fit for purpose because it starts with the CV, which is where it falls down. Uh, AI's kicking in about finding you a job and. That isn't working either because, again, there's an, there isn't a human in the process to understand the asset value. So actually, what 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 we're offering at Zengility, I believe, is unique to the marketplace. Oh, as huge! It I mean, bottom line is we. So one of the big questions that corporate people ask us is, I've I've been here. I'd like to do what you're you know you're suggesting, but I haven't got the networks. Well, the good news, guys, we're a full managed service. Yeah, and I'm proud to say we'll be running one of the first talent businesses globally where we manage the whole event, lock, stock and barrel. We will find your contracts. We negotiate your deals. We do all of it. Why? Because we want to. Yeah, because that gives you a confidence. You don't have to worry about the things like, well, if I come away, build up a portfolio, go through the Zen process as an example, um, put my CV in the bin, which I'd recommend anybody today, if there's any takeaways, right? This is the number one. Put your CV in the bin. It never represents who you really are, and you know it, okay? It served you well, but it's not going to serve you for the future. It's all now about authentic expression. It's action decisions from the heart to actually make the greater good, and that's what we, we are sticking with. That's what this is about. However, so let's come down to some practical stuff. Transformation rebirth, i.e. the renaissance of you with a skill set that you can offer to a market, your set domain. So yes, domain expertise is top of our agenda. However, um, there are sort of depending on what your attitude and aptitude is to actually make significant change and maybe take a career, uh, take your skill set down a different direction. That's at risk. We do prefer to work with people who have got domain expertise in specific areas. Why? One, because there's a big need. And two, it's easier. Um, However, when it comes to actually finding the environments to transmit your intelligence into, remember, intelligence, not time, yeah? Perform to value, not time. It's not going to take you a, a week to do it. It's going to take you three hours. We think, well, yeah, but how do I justify, you know, the fees? <laughs> it's the tap-it model. 30 years learning it, two hours learning how to get it right first time. That's the other big thing, okay, with technology being where it is today in our economy. We can't afford to get it wrong, yeah? So the pressure on particularly scale-up organizations that have just been pumped with lots of cash, they can't afford to get it wrong, right? Because there'll be time served. Now. I am also predicting, unfortunately, a little bit of a, a, a burst because the market's saturated. Technically, it is saturated. 
And it, you only have to look at LinkedIn, what's going on there on a daily basis. And it's, it's saturated. And everybody's getting distracted. So one of the unique things that we talk about is specific focus in specific domains yeah. where you are a polished professional and you know exactly what you're doing, how you're going to administer it, and make it all happen. Yeah. And uh, I think Darren's just supporting that. And he's saying rapid change is needed. Uh, and he feels for him that the USP will be the culture of the business now. I think this is where oh wow yeah, yeah. this is where we're talking about we would use probably yeah. the word environment rather than culture yeah um, and it's about marrying the right person into the right environment uh, right okay so let's get practical so people I mean obviously I'm um, um, uh, basically still running a, a big search um, process at the moment what people are looking for dare I say it this is these are the questions I get when I'm actually in a search mode or looking to place somebody into an environment. And that is the right word, Ben. Environment is right. So a couple of things before I go anywhere. The biggest, biggest thing that we've got to shift is CEOs or leaders of organizations need to become remarkably visible. Right? You are the number one ambassador of that environment. So when it comes to attracting talent, you need to make sure that your environment offers a lifestyle. That's a bit interesting, isn't it? A lifestyle. Yes, why? Because that's the questions I'm getting. What lifestyle does the business offer? Wow. Next question is, what's the leadership like? So I'm going to say something, and this is obviously a little bit off piece, but it'll make the point. When you are in an interview situation next week, because you're obviously all scaling up in there somewhere on the journey, who's interviewing who? I've got news for you. The interview's dead. It's the audition. That's what's coming. CV's in the bin, it's the audition. We live, this is the 21st century. Who are you, what do you do, and where's your value? That's what you've got to be thinking about. Now in reality, in the corporate environment right now, it's fine, but maybe it isn't, yeah? You're burning out. Maybe you need to think about taking stock. So part of our process when we're assessing somebody's value, we do a life check. Where are you? Have you took time off to actually really reflect and find out what you've achieved in life? Why? Because a lot of people have forgot to stop and go past go. Remember the Monopoly board? They've gone past it. They haven't realized they're amazingly successful, but they've never took stock. And that comes about when, what do I need to do to build a lifestyle, uh, sorry, a, a um, portfolio lifestyle career? One of, the, one of the key things that we have found over the last number of years is executives at multiple levels are looking for variety. They want to work with like-minded people, which yeah. comes back to the environment. I want to work in an environment where I'm respected, appreciated, and valued. Now, that is possible. Why? Because you're going to create it. You're part of that movement. However, getting back to the real nub of the theory of this situation is, we have worked very hard at cultivating relationships on an international scale. Live yesterday, I was working with a global startup cybersecurity business, as an example, board level. And, and they are looking to actually scale out their phase one, their pioneering phase of their business with full-time, part-time, part-time executives, VP on demand. They don't need anything else at this stage of their journey. So that's, for those of you that have got the investment mindset, that's pre-A, pre-A, yeah? So if you're thinking about setting up a lifestyle business, just have a little think about that. You could be sourcing products and services and building your own portfolio 
and becoming a software company, a services company at an individual level. And what's the nub of that? 99% of all software that's actually delivered to market right now is, a, is basically software as a service. So it's recurring revenue. Do the maths. So I've got, I've got two things I want to circle back on because you've touched on two points that uh, are coming up in here. The first one is uh, you touched on the audition, you touched on the CV going in the bin. I think it'd be really good for everyone to hear just about the volume of applications you right. tend to get okay. for a role and what makes somebody yeah. stand L out. Last, last year I ran a big search, I'll just give this as a raw example, uh, for in a big insurance business. I was looking for a chief financial officer. We had 1,500 applicants. Wow. We looked at the first 150, candidly, and we had our shortlist. So what happened to the rest? I don't know. It was, it, it's, it, we can't process it all. So the long and short of it is what I'm really trying to say is, if you are looking to go on this journey, there's a few things. There's, there's some cautions here. It's a way of life. All right, running a portfolio is a way of life. There's a number of key factors. One, it takes a little bit of courage. We support all of that, okay? But basically, more importantly, it's about building a signature brand, you, PLC, yeah? PLC, so that is you, you're taking charge of your destiny. You will never give up on this journey personally developing. You will learn an awful lot about yourself on this journey. Two things. You will learn a lot about what the corporation has, has actually developed you with and given you, but you'll also know all the learned helplessness, the fear factors in you that you thought you might have had covered. These are things that we address and we cover, and it's obviously quite significant when you're making this sort of um, decision. Your fitness is incredibly important. Your personal health at the s and your spiritual uh, mindset, basically looking at things from a different perspective because when you're making this significant shift, it's a whole new level of consciousness. Can you achieve it? Yes. Have you the ability? Yes. Have you the skill? Yes. Have you actually got the courage? Mm. Why? Because you've been conditioned to be dependent. Now this might mean becoming independent, and it's different. And then when you shift from independent, we've facilitated the interdependence. Yeah, so we're offering a managed service. We're not offering a sort of get rich quick and make a shift and off you go. No, 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 we're building a community of like-minded people and we're actually here to serve those people with all the relevant services and candidly, basically put you into organizations, negotiate the contracts, all the usual things that you get there. We call that the active client exec, by the way. If anybody's looked on our website, active client exec, what that actually physically means is it's uh, I think the old term is basically non-exec director. Non-exec director uh, is obviously live and kicking. And there's lots of opportunity out there for non-execs. A lot of execs we're talking to are saying, yeah, I, I'm okay being a non-exec, but I want to be active. We call it active ace, ace practitioner, active client exec, meaning board influence, operational impact. You can build a portfolio. I think I've spotted a question about domain expertise. You have, yep. Domain expertise is basically, do you specialize in an environment like finance, energy, uh, you know, it, it's about your sort of your vertical. Have you got a, f a vertical um, uh, sort of strength, knowledge, know-how? Why? Because that's where your executive guidance comes in. Yeah. So as a uh, an active client exec, what that means is yes, you will have board influence. 
but you may be operational. If you look at Netflix right now, I think they've got a couple of CEOs. I mean, they're populating their environment with, with intelligence. So I'm going to say something, right? One of the biggest things that is going to come to really catapult this whole movement to a new world of workers, we're going to see the end of job titles as we knew them. Why? Because they limit us. They put us into too many little boxes. Your hierarchy is going to need to break down. We're going to have to remember truth, trust, and collaboration. It's not just about the customers. It's about our internal environments. We have to trust each other. So CEOs of the modern world, if you want to use that as a lever, basically will be bringing in source intelligence to stimulate and sustain growth within their operation for the foreseeable future. And I believe that the, environment, the people that are listening to this today are the catalyst to that. That's exactly where we're going. Perfect. Um, this neatly leads on to Ian, who's got a, uh, a cracking question, which is he's saying, I've taken stock. I know who I am. I know what my purpose is. I'm about to take a career leap as a result. I've done a huge amount of planning, but I've deliberately not got a plan yet. Are you right for me and what can you offer me? And I think probably want to take offline and have a one-to-one -one conversation. Absolutely right. So it's a great question. The answer is yes, we've built our business. Remember, your purpose is, is, is our purpose. It's as simple as that. I mean, so have we got the, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've built this uh, whole environment, not sort of as a, you know, we've read a book. Firstly, I've been practicing this for good grief, 25 years. In this guise, I'm supporting the evolution of our industry that I've served for quite a long time. So yes, you're in good company, and that's another big takeaway. You're as good as the company you keep. And yes, you may have a plan, you may have a desire, all of that needs to come in place. But equally, that transition needs to be organized. So it comes back to planning. When's the timing right? Well, we're starting to talk to people now uh, are getting ready for 2023. Because it's, it's, it's a planned ex experience. It's not something you just want to jump into. And I would say to everybody, don't just leap. Plan it. That's something we're working with. We are working with execs right now that are launching their professional service practices, as an example, or becoming um, uh, portfolio uh, workers fundamentally from September on this year. And we're busy working with those individuals as we speak to get all the fundamentals in place. Uh, to make sure that when they come out of the blocks, it's very sustainable. These are very important factors. Why? Because what we're not championing is go self-employed as a consultant, um, get a couple of contracts, and then basically it all loses its momentum. It's a whole lifestyle change. It's about that whole managed process. And that is what we facilitate, the whole thing. So it kind of comes back to one of your uh, famous phrases, which is around stand out to be outstanding. Correct. So going forward, that yes, there is, a, there is saturation technically and commercially going on with investment, bringing new businesses. I would say where your value really does add the value and your source intelligence really does make a difference is in the early stage companies. Yeah, they're not early stage for too long, are they? Because at the end of the day, they grow very, very quickly. And for them to be able to survive healthily, professionally, on their journey, they're going to need seasoned practitioners that are fit, well, healthy, and are experts in their particular fields or can help in, in very different ways. So right now, one of the big things that uh, I'm talking about from a personal brand perspective, I call it the signature brand of the individual, is about 
It's about stand out to be outstanding. And, I, and, and there's a little bit of a, a negative um, message that behind that, because I see uh, the human element over the next uh, 10 years shrinking. Um, right now, we're, on the, you know, we're on, a, on the precipice of a lot of growth. But as technology, as we all know, we've all, we've all been doing it. But, you know, uh, uh, the transformation that's been going on over the last decade is now going to start and kick in. Now we've got the, the AI revolution coming. So human horsepower is big in demand right now, but it will reduce as we know. Okay, So that's going to live different dynamics. But to find your place and to sustain your place for the foreseeable, it's about standout and it's about, about being outstanding at what you do in the way you do it. It was something I also want to sort of really add to this. This experience that you go through, depending on where you are in your, your, your career, is an amazing journey because you learn so much about yourself. Um, so it's not 100% for the fatality. You can't just flick a switch. You have to plan wisely. You have to put all the building box in place but it all really does center around you. So it really does get you thinking. And actually, it's good fun at the end of the day, but it's a whole new level. I call it meta-thinking, beyond positive. And you know, the environments we've been in uh, over the years, they've all been paid to be positive. You know, and that's, in some respects, half the problem because we've all said yes when we mean no. And so this whole experience that you will go through is truly authentic. It is really all about you. It's a heart-centered decision. It is not an ego-centered decision, got I an, promise. Yeah, I've got an absolute cracking question here, Paul. Um, you're going to love this one. This is uh, another Ian. He says, to make this really work, I believe it's not the people on this webinar that need to be convinced. It's the gatekeepers and talent acquisition executives in companies. How are you doing this? We've got the top. The bottom line is yep. where we operate, I deal at board level. So my conversations are with founders, investors, and chief executives of new world technology companies. I'm not going to uh, HR. No disrespect to HR. I think modern HR is a, is a great, great place. But the talent managers, all the rest of it, is something that we, I, I've always operated at executive level. And it's, you know, so let me just give you some real uh, insights into that. We're creating an environment where we're talking to a number of investment environments right now, and we're getting access to their portfolio. And we're speaking as part of our service, we get an internalization of each of those businesses' business strategies. So what we're doing is we're actually going in and asking the big questions. What's the plan for the next three years? How are you going about doing what you're doing? Why? Because at the end of the day, um, your services are going to be linked to business growth. Remember, perform to value. This is not about um, surviving. This is not necessarily about extreme winning. It's about sustaining healthy growth by um, sourcing intelligence. So when I was debunking the job title there a little bit, it's about source intelligence. Businesses want intelligence in the right place to do the right things in the right ways. Now, I don't mean anything disrespectful to hiring managers or HR. That sits at board level, okay? Those are the guys that have got the sleepless nights. Lonely MD syndrome is something I'm well conditioned to, but if you can provide solutions to, at that level, as a portfolio operator, you will be in demand. And there we go. The in-demand deployment economy is going to be live and kicking. I'm not the first and only to say this. This is working on an international scale. Forbes are writing about it every week. There is a lot of people on LinkedIn attempting to write about it, and I'm sure you'll agree, because yeah, they've read a book. 
bottom line is I'm coming from the sh I'm coming from practical experience in the trenches, and that's yeah. why we exist. And we have cultivated these relationships. So mm. if you want to go on to uh, Zangility's website, go on to Transitions, you can see an example of that. Uh, Paul had a conversation on the Silent Ego podcast with One Planet Capital, which is a really good example yeah. of that. And they highlight four four new world businesses that cross everything from sort of the Tesla of the sea yeah. through to home delivery companies who are looking for expertise, mm. wisdom on demand, um, your expertise, basically. Yeah, so we're, we're cultivating relationships with all the big on trend uh, market sectors right now. Why? Because it's smart to do that, isn't it? We don't want to be working in any markets that are going out of business. The bottom line is we're, we're cultivating relationships on your behalf. That's what you invest in with us. Yeah, this is not a cost, this is an investment. And we actually have to fundamentally be able to make sure that we can support that investment. So what we're doing as our sunk cost is we're out cultivating relationships. And it's amazing. We're finding some fantastic um, new world technologies in multiple areas, sort of green energy, uh, fintech, uh, all, all the sort of tech area. Uh, the brother company to Zen is EgoStream and we've been operating in technology businesses for 25 years. So that's, you know, that's, a, that's a house market for us. But equally, right now, we're actually heavily involved with new world construction um, and a whole raft of other sort of market sectors, yep. but at early stage level. What we're not supporting is corporations in, in the current situation. Our, our connections there aren't particularly high, being honest, um, but in the innovators, that's where we are. And yep. it's great fun. And we, we know that for those businesses to flourish, they need to bring in the, what we term the active client exec, potentially not full-time, but basically full-time, part-time, which is going to be a big trend anyway, uh, because it's the only way that people will ever want to work again, because they're just fed up with five days a week going into uh, what I call long-haul um, business environments. We'll cover that off at the next one. How do people step forward, Paul? People step forward by basically um, reaching out or speak to Imogen, who has done a great job at helping us organize this uh, webinar thought shop. Hopefully it's given you some uh, stimulus. I run a professional clinic uh, for any exec that's looking to explore their options. I also look at Basecamp, which is a deeper experience to look at the real art of the possible of what a portfolio will look like for you. And basically we work with you not for you. So this is a together journey. Okay, we can't work with everybody. So we have to select wisely, and then basically uh, move on from there. But reach out, stay close, book an appointment, book a call, and let's start that journey. You won't be disappointed. Thank you all very much.